0: and welcome to another episode of Cathode Ray Mission. Uh, It's a podcast where we watch movies on streaming uh, during the pandemic, but as it winds down, we're still watching movies uh, and talking about them. Uh, I am Will Scoville in Berkeley, California. With me, as always, via satellite in Oklahoma City is Randy Heyer. Hey, Randy. Hey,
1: Will. How's it going?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, We got a movie this week that I have been... Waiting for, uh, kind of since this mm-hmm. podcast started, um, I think this might be the first sequel of a movie that we've already reviewed that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. that we're doing. Uh, the Your first, first, first two. pick, yes. My first pick, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is Oh Lucky Man. Um, and I have the year up here, uh, 1973. Uh, Lindsay Anderson, and it is the uh, sequel to If, uh, which is I think our second episode is uh, If. Mm-hmm. And it continues the adventures of Nick Travis, played by Malcolm McDowell. This is after he is shot up the school, and now he's selling coffee. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> let's just get into this, Randy. Um, thoughts on thoughts on this movie? First of all, it's a it's like a three plus hour comedy. Yeah. Um, yes. What did you think about this? What was your first impression of this movie?
1: Well, all right. First of <laughs> all. I love I love if that's a movie that in that episode we talked about this that you told me about when I was like mm-hmm. twenty one and I went out and bought the Criterion because I'm a big fan of Clark Rick Orange and I just love I love Malcolm McDowell in that era. I think he's got a really interesting face and mm-hmm. he's just a he's just a very interesting actor that you wish he was in more good stuff I guess Mm -hmm. and so you're always he's one of those guys that he's so good that you I've dug through to find stuff that is good maybe within bad but I I knew this this was sort of my big McDowell in the chamber movie you know after like I guess I've seen time after time but it's been a long enough that Mm -hmm. that's sort of my next Big yeah. chamber McDowell movie. Someday I'll watch that, get into that again. But uh so yeah, I was I've been putting this off just because I I love I, I just knew I'd I'd love it and I just wanted to like wait, save it for a rainy day. It's like now is the perfect time to watch it, mm-hmm. honestly. And I think my brain is as like intellectually sound as it will be, ever be, maybe like right now. So, yeah. like, yeah, it's like, it's definitely, I couldn't have watched this when I was in my early 20s, I think. Definitely not my teenager. This is like one of those movies that you could trick kids into being like, oh, you want to watch an R rated movie? All right, let's watch Oh <laughs> Lucky Man, you know? It's like, yeah. And it would bore them to death, you know? They'd never want to watch a movie again, maybe. Yeah. But being my age, I don't know, I was just I was very primed to watch it. and I enjoyed it. We Before we uh, recorded, I mentioned that about halfway through, I was like, "Oh no, there's like 90 more minutes to this. Mm-hmm. But the last hour was the best part of the movie, and it yeah. really picked up steam. And by the mm-hmm. end, I was like, because the first 30 minutes I'm like, this is a masterpiece. I like I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, somewhere in the middle, maybe at the Sheep Man or something, maybe right before yeah. the Sheep Man, I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then that happens and you're like, oh, okay. And He starts hanging out with the band. I loved all the interstitials of the band. We'll get into that. But yeah, I mean, just my first impressions were it was dense. I was thinking the whole time, like, Will has seen this movie probably like at least 10 times. And has read about it and thought about it, and I'm going to watch it once and get on here <laughs> and try to, like, talk like a dope about, like, like no, I was trying to take sort of notes. And it was like, there's no way after I just yeah. gave up because it was like, it's too, too much stuff is happening in this movie. But yeah, I, I liked it a lot. It's a very dense, crazy movie, though. It was very overwhelming yeah. a little bit, but I liked it a lot.
0: Um, yeah, uh, I'm, that's, that's good to hear. And it is, it is one that you have to, you know, the first time I watched it, it was definitely a lot to take in. Uh, but it was something that I had been kind of seeking out for a long time. Uh, I had seen it on a video shelf, uh, video update where I used to work and just never got it because it was two video cassettes. And it just kind of <laughs> like, I want to see this, but man, two video cassettes do I want to take that risk. And I never did. And so, after I moved to San Francisco, um, you know, about a year or so after that, it came out on DVD because Malcolm McDowell said uh, they wanted to do a new edition of A Clockwork Orange* with a uh, Malcolm McDowell uh, commentary, and he basically said, "I'll do it, but only if you release a DVD of *O oh Lucky Man*." And that's how it got out. And so, uh, the DVD awesome, that I dude. yeah, the DVD that I got was really good. It had a lot of extra stuff in it that was really fantastic. Um, and so like, um, and there's, uh, there's kind of a stage, no, there's a, there's something called Oh Lucky Malcolm, which is about it kind of him. Mm -hmm. And then he has, um, kind of a one man show where he talks about his work with Lindsay Anderson. Mm. Uh, so he talks about if Oh Lucky Man and Britannia Hospital.
1: That Uh, Oh Lucky Malcolm uh, documentary was also on Clark Orange because I had that. Oh, really? I never. I didn't own Oh Lucky Man, but I I remember like yeah, I love that's a great like that's one of those. I actually just watched this terrible movie called The Fear, and it had a fifty three minute documentary that they went out and made with all these interviews, and I was like, this is how you do it, guys. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those. That's just like I remember. Oh, Lucky Malcolm was just like a superior bonus feature on a DVD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, 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 no. I mean, that is, is a very good documentary, especially if you're if you're interested in, in Malcolm McDowell and kind of having this be a central piece of his work that he is very proud of. Yeah. Um, and he was very involved in this movie because in uh, Britannia Hospital, he's not really in that movie as much, mm. even though he's still McTravis. Uh, but there's so much more going on. And it's really more about a character that's like the doctor in the Sheepman section. Um. So, uh, this movie is, you know, it, again, it, it follows Mick Travis, he's out of school and now he's selling coffee and he gets kind of the, uh, territory in the North of England, uh, where he just kind of naively goes in there. And, uh, this is really, they, you know, they, they, they say it explicitly in interviews that it's, uh, Candide. Um, am I, am I saying that right? Candide? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so, took a lot of inspiration uh, from that, and I know you and I have both read that. Yes, um, and I, I enjoy that book quite a bit. Um, it's one of
1: my it. favorite novels.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really funny, and it it, it really um, they adapted it very well. So you see a lot of the a lot of the same actors from uh, If in this movie, who are playing different characters. And I say different characters, I mean they are playing different characters throughout the movie. Like they'll show up in the beginning. As one character, and then halfway through, as another character, and then yeah. at the end, as another character.
1: Man, and I didn't know Helen Mirren was going to be in this.
0: How she, good does she look in this movie?
1: She she's great. Holy cow! Absolutely, she's
0: very young, and she looks amazing. And she um, appears
1: in all these different, like uh, the one the version of her I'm most obsessed with is when she's basically playing herself as the cast, the person running the table at the mm-hmm. end, because the movie at the end gets all meta. And it mirrors, I was reading about it, it mirrors his audition for If Mm -hmm. or whatever, but she's the one running the casting table, and it's just like, man, wow, I had a huge crush on her. But yeah, she was in um, The Long Good Friday, and that's like 79, so this is like six years before that. Yeah. She's great in the movie. She's, yeah. I think she's maybe the best actor in the whole movie, honestly. That's the
0: thing. It's like, you got her, and she's so hot. And then you see a movie with her and she's like, you're like, oh, she's like also an extremely talented actress too. Yeah. And so you just kind of get caught up in what she's She's Russian wearing. too, right? Is she uh, Russian? I don't know. Yes,
1: I think so. <clears throat> I think she came over to England in her teens.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: I might be wrong about that. But I believe she's it, Russian. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I finally, I finally started watching The Cook, The Thief, His Wife and Her Lover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, which I've been kind of putting off for a long time, but man, yeah. she's in that too, and she's so intense in that, that movie's just so intense, but she's fantastic in that too, and you get to see her as kind of like aging into into these roles mm-hmm. and still being fucking awesome and still like knocking it out of the park whenever well, she's, she's in, a in movie.
1: fast nine dude
0: <laughs> is she really oh <laughs> yeah. shit. oh my God,
1: yeah, oh, dude. She's, she was in Fast 8, but then she just, like, she comes back because it's like, why not? They just have her Hell come back yeah. for a scene, and it's awesome.
0: That's awesome, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Uh, wh- where would you, I, I don't mean to really derail us because we got a lot to get into with this movie, but I want to real quick know where you rank uh, The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover against The Baby of McCone, which we reviewed on the show.
0: I think I like the Baby of McCone a lot more. I think that is that made such a huge impression on me, and so um, I didn't finish the Cook, the Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. I, I started just to kind of see like how it opened up, and I mm-hmm. kind of got about um, forty-five minutes in, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't have time to watch this, but wow, you know, it's it does a lot of that same stuff that he was doing in that movie. And then I also got a, a Zed and Two Knots or Zoo, Oh yeah. Uh, which is an earlier earlier one that I think he did. It kind of relates to The Falls. Um hmm. and that is that is a different is, is a very it's got the greenaway isms, but it's a very different movie than The Baby of McCone, which I thought yeah. was just like That's his so far, His
1: masterpiece, I think. Yeah,
0: it really is. It's so just like it just starts and you're just like in it and yeah. in a way that I haven't since seen him do that. It was just yeah. kind of, he had, it was firing on all cylinders at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in, this movie, you know, Lucky Man, like, yeah, you have a lot of the meta stuff and it even starts with this weird, like silent movie about him being a coffee picker, coffee, you know, in brown face, unfortunately. And there's and also a blackface. Not, scene. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say that's not the most egregious. The yeah. blackface is like, why is it like?
0: It's it it fits the theme because it's an actor that we've seen at least twice before in the movie. Yes.
1: I I mean I get it. I get, but yeah, but
0: but you know, they still did it, and they didn't necessarily have to. Um.
1: There's so like it, actual black actors in the room, sitting with that yeah. guy. Yeah, it's like ay, 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 ay. yeah, 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 yeah,
0: So, um, but that is there's, yeah. This a movie, Lucky
1: Man listeners. Sorry, I know that we maybe have like gotten everyone's like, what the fuck are these guys talking about?
0: Yeah, you know, Lucky Man
1: is blackface, but there's also yes. a brownface at the very beginning.
0: Yeah. And it starts off with with it's Malcolm McDowell in Brownface, and it's a silent movie about him stealing some beans as he's picking coffee, and then goes to trial and has his hands chopped off. Yeah, um, as kind of you know, kind of a preamble to to this movie.
1: Yeah, but and I do about- like that they zero in kind of on um, my favorite themes from Candide. Like I love the scene where they talk, they meet the slave who's all disfigured, and he's like missing limbs and stuff. And he's like, this is the price of sugar. You know, they're like, yeah. what's happening to you? And he's like, this is the cost of sugar. Yep. Where you live, you know, and it's yeah. like that. They, they really zeroed in on that whole message, like which is only part of can, what candy eat is, you know. But like, I I really appreciated that. I mean, this is yeah. a critique of capitalism, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very it's like if where it's very intelligent. And it's so much that it's like, fuck, but it's But it,
0: it's, it's also kind of a thing where you are able to just kind of ride through it. You know, you, you kind of allow it to take you wherever it wants to go. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to really think about it. And it spells everything out pretty clearly for you. You know, it doesn't try to be smarter than it needs to be. It's just long and it's just it's kind of dense. Like you say, it's just packed with a lot of stuff. And that all kind of hits on the same, same themes over and over again. Yeah. But it is a full journey for this character, Mick Travis, starting as a really optimistic, which is another theme of Candide is Mm -hmm. optimism. Yeah. And so he's so optimistic and naive at the beginning of that, you know, thinking that he's going to be so successful Mm -hmm. and just kind of runs into things over and over again in the real Mm -hmm. world of just how fucked up it is. and. How people just you know this is the way the world works.
1: And at the end, he's tending to his own "quote unquote" tending to his own garden or whatever. I yeah. guess like I don't know, acting yeah. or finding that, his vocation.
0: Yeah, and so it's like he and that, that the ending of that is great because the person he's auditioning tenu- for is is, is Lindsay yeah, Andrews, yeah, yeah, the director.
1: It is a tenuous. It's There is, a like, obvious—and I forgot that you—I know that you told me about it being about Candide, but I—until I, I was watching the movie, and I picked up on that anyway, mm-hmm. you know? But it is—it's not, like, a full adaptation or no. anything. It's, like, there's just, like, clear inspiration drawn right. from Voltaire's novel. Yeah. Uh, but— I love, I mean, God bless him for doing that. I love, it reminds me sort of of like how street trash, an underlying thing he was trying to do, like Huck Finn, basically. Oh, really? Like underneath that, the plot line huh. of that. And like that, all that stuff got cut out, but you can still, like, I still watched that movie enough that I teased out that that's what he was trying to do. And I'm mm-hmm. I, watching the documentary. It's like, oh, I was right, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I I,
0: I do kind of <laughs> like that where it's like, it's, it's, you know, a movie that's clearly inspired by and uses elements of, but not necessarily an adaptation of yes. this one thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, I wanted to make a version, like Robocop being Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a one-to-one comparison, but it's like really, there's a lot of that in there. Yes. Um, and I think that really works. And once you kind of see that comparison, it, it opens up, uh, you know, a little bit about like what that movie can be. Yeah. And you can either watch it as like a big, big fun action movie, or you can kind of get this... Uh, deeper meaning out of it or both, you know, that's, that's kind of how I watch it. You know, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, um, you know, uh, I think Conan, uh, in his last, uh, uh, his last episode was talking about kind of the, um, the, the combination of smart and dumb you know, and playing that and you you can you do dumb really smartly. Mm-hmm. And um, I like that. I like it when people just like, let's dumb it down, but let's like make sure that it's, there's a point to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't quite do that, but it, it is kind of skirting that line because it does get so bizarre at, at some points, you know.
1: I was um, about to say, I think it's like, this is too smart. It's not like Robocop is a movie that... Sometimes, not sometimes, a lot tricks people. Some people who are like fucking, I mean, I'll just say idiots watch it and like, man, that movie fucking ruled, you know? And like, yeah, it's just like everything that Robo, the subtext, or not even sometimes text, it's very like, or whatever you'd say, uh, is like, it's very obvious what RoboCop is about. But, like, I think it gets missed and stuff. Starship Troopers is the same way, another Verhova movie. But this is, like, kind of on the other side of that where it's a little bit too smart, I think, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, I think it would just, some of the editing choices and things they do would turn off people. Mm -hmm. Like, you wouldn't get Grandma sitting down being like, this was a comedy... I didn't learn anything, but I realized it was a comedy. Grandma would be like, what the hell is this art movie? Right. Why is it three hours long? Right. But it's just barely that, you know. Mm-hmm. It is almost just like a good time, like a appeal to everyone type of movie, but not quite. I don't think.
0: Yeah. I mean, it really, like, so in If, you don't get as much of, like, kind of the surreal stuff in it. But you do have a scene in that where... It's after um, Mick and his buddies are doing that kind of the military training and they shoot the live ammunition at the camp Mm -hmm. and they kind of attack the the leader of that. And then so he's talking to the headmaster after that. And so he's essentially saying you have to apologize to the, the, the guy. And he opens the drawer and the guy sits up out of that drawer and they shake on it. And then he mm-hmm. just closes the drawer again with the guy <laughs> in it. Yeah. And it's such a bizarre little, like, what? And so this really takes a lot of that. So, yes. you know, you have this, the, the part where he's about to take on Scotland, the Scotland territory. And he's like, I don't have any warm clothes. And the guy's like, I've got something for you. The guy that is at the boarding house. It's like, I've got something for you. Mm-hmm. And it's this sparkling suit, you know. <laughs> And he's like, you'll find it surprisingly warm. And so after he gets captured at this military facility where he's arrested for something he doesn't even know what he did, yeah. Um, the whole place goes up in flames, and the only thing he's able to rescue from his car is that suit that keeps him alive until he finds that church. Uh-huh. Um, and so you have that kind of bizarre weirdness In there, or when he goes to that one hotel or whatever, and the guy takes him to that that sex club. Yeah, they watch, Uh,
1: like, an old porno, like, in the bar. (laughs) Yeah. And that, I mean, I was, like, that was an image I'll never forget. It's just him being, like, yeah, I'm at this weird (laughs) club. But I was, like, I'm going to have to, like, later just be, like... If this meant anything, I don't know. I was very yeah. lost at that yeah. point in the movie. I was like, what the hell is going on?
0: Yeah. Or even when when the Sheep Man, you know, it's like, um, you know, who the hell is that? Uh, but the actor um, who played the Sheep Man, he shows up at the very beginning. He's that guy who gets in the car wreck at the very beginning mm. when all the cops are stealing all the stuff from the the postal truck. Uh, and,
1: yeah, that was a great and- scene.
0: Yeah. And then at the very end when he's wearing the the sandwich board and he hands Nick the, the flyer and he's like, try your luck, and he goes into the audition. That's also the same actor. Hmm. And that is Boba Fett from the original Star Wars. Damn. The original Boba Fett, not the new one. And he died, I think, last year. Um but you'll see that you'll and then also the dude who played Dim in uh in uh Clockwork Orange is also in this. He's the, kind of the host of that sex club. He's also the one who picks him up to take him to the to the doctor who turns people into sheep. So
1: very cool. Yeah. Mm. Uh, a lot of
0: weird actors, a lot of, you know, kind of because there's so many actors in this movie. Yes. Um, but the other thing that I that I really enjoyed about this, and it and it came out uh, when the DVD came out, is that it's the full version because there was a theatrical release and then there was a TV release. Mm. And the theatrical release didn't have a lot of that stuff of him like trying to get into that apartment right before he gets arrested and put in jail for many years. Yeah. So that, um, that is like probably truncated in the original release um, and then was present in the TV version, but a lot of other stuff got cut out for the TV version. And so the version that, that we saw is a full version with both theatrical and the TV stuff edited in. Mm. So that kind of adds to the runtime a little bit. I see. Uh, so, um, but yeah, like a lot of people you'll recognize. Um, I was watching it again this morning. Dude from Baby McCone, who's like the, the bishop or whatever, who's selling the, the, the fluids. Oh, yeah. Um, he's also in The Shining. He's also in A Clockwork Orange playing Alex's dad. Oh, uh, snap. So no. kind of, yeah. Uh, nice. So you'll just kind of like see these people pop in and out that you'll recognize.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is like dizzying, like the things that happen, just trying Uh to like piece together his journey and shit. Cause you're talking about the military thing. It's like, Oh yeah. I forgot all about that. I -hmm. mean, mainly it's like, And this is how it's described in like two sentences on IMDb or whatever. About halfway through the movie, he escapes from the mad doctor's hospital and gets picked up by, and we didn't bring this up yet, this band and the whole movie has been cutting to this band playing songs that are like about what's happening in the movie kind of. Mm -hmm. And uh, including a song called like A Lucky Man or They Say A Lucky Man and shit. And um, and the music is really good, actually. Too, it's great.
0: I I have a, a copy of the soundtrack that I bought years ago. Uh-huh. It's so good. It's Alan Price from the Animals. Who who? Is, oh,
1: okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't recognize the name, but it's just great. Like seventies singer songwriter, like music. I don't know. It's it's good. Mm. It's uh, it's full band. It's not like yeah. acoustic guitar or anything. But it's just like it's good good music and he he gets picked up by them when he's leaving Uh, or I don't know, he goes to the church first or something. I know that I'm like but like...
0: no, Yeah, he goes to the church he leaves and then he gets picked up and taken to the hospital and then he jumps out the window and gets picked up by the band.
1: Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So anyway um, he meets Helen Mirren there and she's like a journalist or whatever and he's talking about like I want to, like, work in that building or something like that. And she's like, my dad owns that building. So basically he starts working for this guy. He becomes the assistant to the head of this corporation. And this guy is, like, like selling, like, napalm and stuff. Mm -hmm. He's, like, he's heavily involved in chemical warfare and shit. Man, that is where the movie just, like, started heating up for me because Mm -hmm. I was lagging... This is about, like, truly it is, like, about um, an hour and 50 minutes into the movie or something. And there's, like, an hour and 10 left. And there's just, like, that scene where he's signing off on all the, like, the, they say what the chemical name is. Uh, Mm -hmm. They keep calling it by a specific name, which seems like, oh, it's nothing. But it is just, like, napalm, basically. Um, And... He's signing it off and they're walking away and it just is, uh, the shot of that dude standing there and like, I don't know, they, they often in the movie cuts to black. Like there's mm-hmm. like little moments where it's black for a couple seconds. I don't know. It was, it was good. I thought the sa- the satire was powerful and potent yeah. and yeah, yeah, I liked it
0: a lot. Yeah. It, it, like there's some, uh, yeah, it, that second half of the movie is one where, um, I'll usually put this on and it's like the second half of the movie I don't ever get to. Yeah. So it's because, I mean, it's just, it, it the first half of that is so much fun. Yeah. Kind of seeing him kind of get beaten down and kind of getting tested over and over again. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like, as, as soon as he's out in the real world outside of the coffee roasting plant. Um, but yeah, he, like, he, like his whole life really goes to shit. And I guess it's after he gets out of jail, right? Because he goes to jail for—they kind um, of they kind of set him up, right? And then that's where he yeah. gets out. And he meets, like, the Salvation Army, and, he's, and he runs into Helen Mirren again.
1: He gets out, and he's a humanist, I think. He's yeah. basically, like, a Buddhist or, like, Harry yeah. Schneider or something. And he's trying to be nonviolent and shit. And, like, basically, he, like, goes up. There's, like—that part was great, too, where it's, like, she's going to commit suicide. And, like, he climbs up the outside of a building. It's, like, super dangerous. Yeah. And then he falls. And then, like, later, somebody, this cop is, like, get out of there or something. It's, like, nobody got him? No. Like, you know, it's, like, he just fell. Everybody watched it happen, and then nobody checked to see if he was okay. And he's, like, what happened to that lady? She's he's, like, she commits suicide. It's, like, (laughs) Yep. It's very I loved it. I yeah. That yeah, okay. I loved all that stuff. I know at that point the movies probably would feel very tedious to some people that it's like he's out of jail now and he's mm-hmm. starting again and we're actually gonna spend thirty minutes watching him like fail again and stuff. I don't know. But it's
0: but it's also like he's he's kind of like come over his optimism, but he's got a different kind of optimism. Yeah. You know. And it it is not until he gets into that audition and Lindsay Anderson like smacks him across the face with that script. Yeah. And tells him to smile, which is yeah. something they were telling him to do at the coffee bean roasting plant. Mm-hmm. Um. Then there's a line in uh, one of the songs, you know, like uh, "Smile while you're making it," you know, mm-hmm. or "Smile while you're faking it," whatever. Uh, which is a song I love because it, it really is, you know, saying "fake it till you make it." Um, mm-hmm. You know, just just take the check <laughs> fake it till you make it if someone's mm-hmm. paying for you. Which is ultimately kind of like, you know, what it says by the end of the movie. It's like, hey, man. You're living in this world. Mm-hmm. Shit's fucked up. Are you gonna worry about it? Or are you gonna try to live the best life you can? Mm.
1: Um,
0: which, you know, is kind of fucked up too. Yeah. But, you know, what can one individual do? Mm-hmm. And it and it does, you know, kind of there's that fantasy that like one person can change the world. Well, man, that's not sorry. <laughs> it's not yeah, yeah. true necessarily you know, Mick Travis is not going to change the world himself. Um, and so he's kind of got to live in it. He's kind of got to accept it in a certain way, which is not a necessarily happy ending, but it is kind of at the same time. Um, so I don't know. I, I absolutely love this movie, <laughs> but it is, it is one I tell people about and I'm like, yeah, you will, you'll probably not want to watch it as three <laughs> plus hours. And it's like, it's a lot going on <laughs> and it's, early seventies and yeah, you know,
1: what do you, have you seen Britannia hospital?
0: I have. Yeah. It's, it's, I think the weakest of the three
1: okay. uh, it came out
0: in the eighties. Um, uh, Mick Travis is not a huge part of it. Again, it's like mostly that doctor, uh, that actor comes back playing a very similar character. Um, but if that uh, Mark Hamill is in that movie too, and he's very funny. Hmm. Uh, but there is a scene at the very end where he unveils this thing that gives a speech, and that's how the movie ends. And it's a great ending. To, the ending is, is just like in this movie. The ending is incredible. And also like If as well. It just has that really kind of like hits you in the chest with a sledgehammer kind of mm-hmm. kind of ending. Um, and that ending speech from Britannia Hospital was sampled by Orbital in a song. Uh, oh, in the nineties, really? yeah. So there's a nineties song. What uh, song? I don't remember, but I think it it does have the the line "How how like a god, how like a god, how like a god," oh. which is which is how it ends. Um, mm. you know, it's it's a brain in a in a in a tank of fluid saying this, uh, which is really cool. But <laughs> yeah, it wor- uh, it's worth checking out if you want to complete the trilogy. But it's it, to me, it's the weakest of the three movies.
1: Well, I think we're definitely, next year, going to be covering Britannia Hospital. Sure. Absolutely. What other movies he did? The Sporting Life,
0: Lindsay Anderson? Sporting Life. That was kind of his, like, um, big—I think that may have been his first movie, because he was a stage director before that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that one-man show with Malcolm McDowell, he kind of talks about meeting him for the first time, and, you know— uh he he asked um uh mcdowell like you know what are you what are you working on and he's like oh we're doing this adaptation of some play for the avant garde blah 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 theater and Lindsay Anderson's like oh that sounds awful <laughs> <laughs> and Lindsay or uh and then uh McDowell's like Yeah it is it is actually and then he didn't know who this guy was and he asked him who you are and he's like uh oh, I'm Lindsay Anderson. I'm the director of this avant-garde theater, blah, blah, blah. So he was the director of the theater that was putting on the play that he thought was awful. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's like, that's kind of how he met Lindsay Anderson. And mm. and from there, it was just like the biggest thing, I think, that the both of them did was this trilogy. Mm. And I know for, for McDowell, this is a huge um, point of pride for him. And again, one mm. of that DVD out... Uh, it, you know, and used his kind of clout as being a Clockwork Orange, yeah, to to finally get it out, which is which is great.
1: That is cool. Yeah, I mean, where is this movie streaming? Because we watched it on your Plex. Like, how can people see this?
0: Um, it sometimes shows up. I've seen it on. Uh, I've seen it on Prime. And I've seen oh, it on yeah. Criterion. They had the whole Mick Travis trilogy it, on Criterion. Yeah,
1: it's like we're Criterion's just do the Mick Tril. They've put out this sporting life and if it's like just put out yeah. freaking Britannia Hospital and this one. Yeah. You know?
0: That would be great. I would love to see like more more stuff, more documentaries around the around the entire like a like a box set. I would love a box set of the of
1: the trilogy. Well that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like Yeah. yeah.
0: So <laughs> Um, but yeah, it just keep an eye out on on Criter- Criterion. They did the whole trilogy for like two months or something. That mm. uh, was up there, and and then it left. I think right as we were starting this podcast.
1: Yeah, because um, well, it's just uh, I brought this up because uh, the premise of the podcast used to strictly be yeah stuff that's streaming, and my mom. <laughs> listens to the podcast and she's like, Where can I see these movies? And it's like I I was like, I don't know where you can see Oh Lucky Man. You yeah. Know, I watched it on Will's maybe maybe just hook you up with Will's Plague. Like <laughs> I don't know. But like yeah. yeah. And then we did the one too. It's like, is that on Netflix or like No,
0: that's that's on um that was on Epics, I think. Man. Or stars. Man. That's where Somebody I saw. I
1: was saying they were watching something on Epics. I gotta, I gotta probably check me. out Epics. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, but yeah. Oh, lucky man. It, I think it shows up enough. Um, cool. you know, once a year or something, it shows up on one of the platform, on a big platform. Um, and then I also bought it on like YouTube or prime or something. Yeah. Um, so you can buy it streaming, but, um, so it's kind of a cheat, but whatever, fuck it. It's my show. <laughs> oh
1: no. You, whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we should. I think now the the chains are broken, we can do anything we want, yeah, so you know, yeah, we can find it for ourselves to watch, I guess that would be the real limitation
0: i know it's it's some things like i uh you know i I hunted I sent you a movie uh last week, i think, uh Kung Fu from beyond the grave, which i i watched that that movie is incredible, but yes. it's hard to find. There's a DVD out. There's a few different DVDs out, but I found it on YouTube because hmm. uh, it's so hard to find. Uh, but God damn it, it's so worth it.
1: <laughs> that, that's awesome. I need to watch that still. You found yeah. Best of the Best 2, which is a weird. Like, why is that obscure? I couldn't yeah. find that anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, we had to like... I mean, I mean, anyone listening to this is like, what? They're illegally downloading stuff? I buy tons of movies all Oh, the yeah, time. me too. Physical yeah, I, media... I have a huge shelf. I bought a movie yesterday, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I... I would buy it, but... I pay
0: for quite a few streaming platforms as well. So it's like, you know, I'm putting money into the system and, you know, whether or not they want to kind of give me access for, you know, paying for that. It's like, okay, these pop up, but I want to watch it, like, next week and it's not available and... You know, with Oh Lucky Man, I have purchased that movie as well. Like, I have, yeah. I own that on a stream. Oh, yeah. Platform.
1: You bought it several times. And you so you the DVD too, right?
0: Yeah. So. No, I never had the DVD, but no, you didn't? I didn't. I have bought a, a copy streaming. And so I have it on my account. So it's like I just downloaded a copy for Plex because that's how I would rather watch it. So I own it. Anyway. Um, yeah. But um, I don't know. So I don't know. Like I, I know this is one of my favorites, and I know that there's so much in there, and I know that we're kind of only about f- not even 40 minutes into this, but um, I don't know. It's I'm kind of I'm kind of out of stuff to talk about with this movie. Well,
1: yeah, it's hard to like. I mean, we can both try to swim in the deep end and drown or not. You know about yeah. like the big themes of this movie. I mean, it's a movie. I think it. Yeah, it's worth watching for sure. Uh, And it is the kind of movie that you hope somebody will accidentally watch that has, like, very, like, the themes and stuff are are cool, you know, and what it has to say, it's doing it, like, through satire and stuff, but, like, I agree with, like, what it's saying politically, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, like I feel like Lindsay Anderson was a pretty, uh, was ahead of his time or he mm-hmm. was at least at the cutting edge of, you know, I don't know. He's using, and he's using his platform to be political, which is yeah. interesting and cool. Yeah, And I like that a lot, you know, yeah. even though it's sort of, it is. This movie is, I feel like, a little too smart. I know I said this earlier, but it's a little smart for its own good, maybe.
0: Yeah. I think I, that's a complaint that I've seen a couple times. Yeah. Uh, about this and people reviewing it.
1: You couldn't but, recommend this. It's sort of got like Charlie Kaufman vibes to it. It I'll
0: does. Yeah. But like, it's not as depressing as Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. Nowhere near as depressing. Um, but it, it was funny because, like, I was, when I first bought this movie streaming, um, I was. Uh, waiting for a show to start uh, that I was working on, and and I was hanging out with uh, past guest Christy Ono, and I kind of was like mentioning to her I was at the theater, and I was mentioning to her that I had just bought it. And I'm like, ah, it's one of my favorite movies. I just bought a copy, and, I, and I'm like really excited to like watch it again. And the uh, one of the owners of the theater was like sitting in the same room with me, and he just like like he just kind of perks up, and he's like, oh my god, that's a wonderful movie. And he just like, he kind of rattled off, you know, uh, named Alan Price and the animals. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, the soundtrack is so good. And, and we just, it was like one of maybe two people I have mentioned this to who already knew about it, hmm. you know, and just it's, so it's kind of like people who, who know about it, know about it, but that it's very, it's a very small number of people who really know about this movie. Mm-hmm. But when you find them, it's like, it's great because there's so much in this movie to talk about when you have seen it. When yeah. you can just kind of like point to something and say, you know, you know, that whole scene where he's, you know, this is God's food and what happens after that, you know? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and that was amazing. That yeah. was a moment where I was like, I'm back on board movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: That was Let's just, just like, go
1: ahead. I'll just go ahead and tell people what it is because maybe we'll yeah. get people to want to see it. He goes to a church, and there's like all this like food, like beautiful looking food out, and he's like trying to eat it. And this lady's like, No, that's God's food. But then she just pulls her breasts out. Yeah. And he just sucks on her tit. Yep. Like, and, he,
0: and, and then it cut to him coming out of the church, well fed. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, that was a weird moment in the movie. Yep, that brought me back in a big way. Like when that, I was like, "What the heck?" And good stuff. It's
0: like, it's like um, I, I was reading a review on Letterboxd, and that's when somebody turned it off. And he's like, "They're like, nope." And I'm like, "Really? That's okay."
1: That's when I'm and just like, oh, huh, what? You know, start <laughs> to like really pay attention.
0: Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, I think it's about time to take a break, and we'll we'll head over uh, to the break, and then come back with a big roundup.
1: Yeah. Hi, I'm Jacob,
0: and I'm Annie. Have you ever endured a palaver?
1: Is it good to be the dog's dinner?
0: Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle?
1: For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms.
0: We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format.
1: So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye.
0: I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon there, so. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones.
1: I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time.
0: The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. And follow us on social media at SupDocPodcast. Okay, we're back, and it's time for the big roundup. Randy, on a uh, scale of zero to five stars, yeah. what are you going to give a lucky man? I am want to,
1: and I. I will say what I'm going to give it, but I wanted to just say real quick, I've been promising that we would put tuxedos on and do a classy movie. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. We did it. This yes. is a a prestige movie. It's three hours long. It's made with serious artistic intention. It's a, a real serious movie. We did it. Mm. Oh, Lucky Man, I'd never seen it. Before, I'd say right off the bat, I don't know. I, I think I like it more than If, honestly. Even though mm-hmm. I've only seen it once, I've seen If several times now. Um, this was just, uh, I don't know. It was more, If if is just kind of rough and like you can kind of feel Lindsay Anderson figuring out what he he's like. He's trying things, and you can... Mm-hmm. That's, it's apparent, you know? And this was more... Felt more confident, I guess. I love... Yeah, the I, I really do truly think the last hour of the movie, it fully picked up and brought it home wonderfully at the end to where I was yeah. like, yes, that was good. It's like maybe the middle hour where I was a little bit like, what the yeah. fuck, you know? Like, this is taking a long time. Uh, but I don't know I thought it was really good Uh, it's just it's one of those movies it's like it's it's truly it's dense as hell it feels speaking of it being inspired by uh, Candide it it feels like it it's almost like it's based on a novel and they had to throw a thousand pages worth of content into a three hour movie or something but because it was made to be a movie, I guess there's no content lost at all, really. I don't know. So it feels sort of novelistic, like a farcical, satirical novel. Uh, I don't know what to give it because, like, I don't feel like I shouldn't give it. I'm going to say four and a half stars for Oh, Lucky Man. Cool. It was a very, very good movie that I'll maybe watch two more times before I die. Yeah. But I will (laughs) probably think about for the rest of my life, I would imagine.
0: Four and a half. That's good. Um, Me, this is one of my five-star movies. It's like, it's, it's there. It's got everything that I want out of it. It's one that I sought out and then it, and that I kind of got obsessed with before I saw it, and then finally saw it, and it delivered it really delivered everything that I expected and more um, you know wanted it to be. And it just like it hit all the points. it was silly to, it was absurd. It had the politics that that you know I was really interested in. And so, yeah, big, big five stars for 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 "Oh lucky Man from me." So yeah. And yeah. so <clears throat> the second half, uh if you were to recommend a movie based on this, what would you pick?
1: <laughs> Man, I don't know. Like it kept making me think, speaking of Charlie Kaufman, I've never seen Schenectady New York. Oh Synecdoche, New York. Schenectady, New York. Yeah. Uh But I was like, watching this, I was like, is this what that movie is like? You know?
0: Uh, It's, I, okay, I like (laughs) that movie. I don't love that movie. I like that movie. And it's got a lot going for it, but it is Charlie Kaufman just like allowed to do whatever he wants. And so that's sort of where
1: maybe the comparison was coming in my brain. Yeah. I guess
0: he kind of goes full steam in that movie, and it's, it can be too much. Um, but when it, when it really works, it really works. Um, mm-hmm. and you're kind of like, wow, that was really amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but other times you're, you have like parts where you're just like, come on, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no. this to me is pure seventies, like only there's certain eras where all oh, like this kind of movie can be made and exist, yeah. you know, and like otherwise, People aren't allowed to do stuff like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So at the end, it's like based on a story or original idea by Malcolm McDowell. It's like, okay. I mean, that's cool, but it just seems very like, we we all made a movie. And yeah. It's like it's three hours. It's like, I don't know. It's very ambitious and crazy. It's hard to really think of. I don't have... A good comparison for the, or a good recommendation for this, based on this, honestly, like, I mean, it's sort of like Monty Python, maybe, Mm -hmm. but like more, less absurd, more like, I I think
0: it hits a lot of the stuff of like meaning of life, Monty Python, versus like Holy Grail, Monty Python.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, for sure. You just gotta, you gotta be like... It's a smart movie, and it's long, and it's mm-hmm. British humor too. But if you can walk into all that shit, it's it'll pay off, and it's good, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and it's dark and fun. I don't yeah. know. It's it's a lot of different things.
0: Yeah, I get that. What uh, would well, you? Re- movie- I don't have
1: any recommend. Watch Clockwork Orange. I guess would be my <laughs> yeah. recommendation. I don't know.
0: Uh, the one that that I you know I I would. You know, first off, I think I think uh, uh, meaning of life is actually a good a good comparison to this. It kind of hits a lot of that same stuff in a very different way, uh, in a very mm. Python way. Um, but it does it does have a lot of similar themes. Uh, and then there's this movie. This is a much more literal uh, recommendation, like comparison. Uh, there's a movie from 1968 called uh, Candy, uh, which is a mm. direct candy uh, adaptation with like a gender swapped main character, and really is more of a uh, commentary on the 1960s hmm. um, kind of culture and stuff. Which I, I watched this recently, um, and it is advertised kind of as a 60s like sex comedy, yeah, which it is kind of, <laughs> but it's got like you know, like Ringo Starr, it's got Marlon Brando, Richard Burton, Walter Matthau, Jeez. Uh, James Coburn. You know, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson Has got a huge cast And they don't, you know, they do the big cast thing And it's really just this woman Kind of traveling and going through The same type of thing Mm. Uh, But it is played more up like a sex comedy Mm. uh, Than this is So it's a different take on the same story Um whether it's good or not is kind of up for debate, but it is definitely something that's, that's interesting enough to kind of check out, especially if you're into this movie and and you know where it came where it came from, um, and what inspired it. So, Candy, nineteen sixty eight. That's my yeah. recommendation.
1: Oh yeah, I would recommend everybody read the novel Candide by yes. Voltaire. Like that's it's
0: very short. Or a it's
1: good, good recommendation. Yeah, it's great.
0: I've read it a few times. It's um, so.
1: Ahead, it's like you think like a novel that old. You don't know what to expect. Like it's so funny and crazy yeah. and stuff, and it'll blow you. It'll truly blow your mind if you yeah. read it. I think
0: it came out in what the seventeen hundreds, and then yeah, it's old. And then, it's, and then you read it, and you're like, dude, this is great. Like this is really funny. Yeah. Um. So I I do recommend that one as well. Uh, just reading that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure.
1: Just sure. a little book recommendation yeah. for the first time ever, but <laughs> why not?
0: All right. Well, cool. I think that does it for O oh Lucky Man. Yes. Um Randy, you know, what what do you got going on?
1: Not too much. I'm working on chat pile stuff right now. So who knows? That may be done when this comes out. We're on this weird we're on the two week every yeah. every other week now. So yeah. it's a little bit It's a little bit different now. A little bit. uh, Well, yeah, but just in terms of, like, saying where I'm at and what I'm doing, like, I don't know. Will this be out in, like, August? Like, I don't know. This will be out in, like, a while, you know? Yeah. So I'm just chugging along, living my life. I hope everyone's being chill and good to each other. Yeah. And stuff.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm finally getting out. I'm, I've been out a few times uh, now. Mm. Like, met people and we, we did Nerd Rage uh, in person. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, so we, those episodes are up. That was great. It was great to see everybody again. I saw some friends last night. Uh, it was awesome. You know, it's, it's been great to be vaxxed. Uh, still staying, staying safe, you know, especially mm-hmm. for like restaurant workers and stuff. Um, there's a lot of folks who are still kind of, there's a lot, you know, There's it's still not 100% out there. So there's so still tons of
1: people that are like not vaccinated. It's like, yeah. why? Yeah. Go get your shots, dumbass. Like, mm-hmm. goddamn.
0: They're free, man. They're free. Oh, just,
1: my yeah. God.
0: So. Just go do it. But um, yeah, so Nerd Rage, The Great Debates, listen to that. uh, Step Talk Podcast, listen to that. Uh, We got some fun stuff that has come out uh, recently for that show as well. So uh, For Nerd Rage, I would recommend the hot dog debate that we did for the 4th of July, Mm -hmm. where we debated whether or not hot dog is a sandwich. (laughs) uh, And we have like five people who are debating different points of view on that. So it was a really... Wild one, and uh, one of my favorite episodes that we've done recently. So please check that episode out.
1: Hell yeah. Uh,
0: well, cool, man. We got another one in the can. We got Oh, Lucky yep. Man. Done. Finally did it. Got you to watch it. Really yep. happy. Yeah, uh, man.
1: Oh, Lucky Man. It was good. I liked it. Very yeah. good movie.
0: So, and pick up the soundtrack, too. The soundtrack is very good. Hmm. So. All right, man. Uh, well, two weeks we got another movie coming. Uh, mm. We haven't recorded it yet, so we don't know what it is. You think point.
1: we had can tuxedos on? Now, wait, just wait, no, just I, wait. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, but I'll try to make it tuxedo worthy. Yeah, A prestige film. Like we'll either do warmer, that or if,
0: we'll do another piece of trash, which we said we tend to just do because it's like easier to watch. Uh, I
1: don't. I don't <laughs> this this was not
0: this was Boys not an Ro- easy one.
1: Boys of the Rock, Aliens was a pretty difficult movie to get that
0: through. was that was that was a difficult one. I think about that one a lot though, it's just like I, the thing, the th- okay, I got okay, while we're on that very quickly, I still yes. think about the musical in the musical number in the bathroom with you know the shot under the stall with mm-hmm. everyone's mm-hmm. panties around their ankles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so funny <laughs> to me. it's so funny uh, so yeah
1: yeah. Um, Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Check it out. Classic movie, classic (laughs) app. All right, man. All right.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's enjoy the rest of our Sunday. Uh, Have a good weekend. Work this
1: thing, but yeah. No, I will try.
0: Yeah. So, all right, man. Talk to you later.
1: Peace out, bro.